So I was, I, just a little while ago, I went outside to bring some recycling out to my can and walked past the, um, the, the sidewalk in the front and noticed like all of a sudden there's a shitload of weeds out there. Okay. And maybe it's not all of a sudden, maybe they've been there and I'm, I just haven't been paying attention because there's like, there's a ton of flowers too. There's, um, I don't know. I talked about how I don't know flower, uh, like I think they're hydrangeas actually. I, I know hydrangeas, they're hydrangeas. And, but then there's all these weeds and like, you know, it looks like shit. So I started pulling weeds and I was out there for like an hour pulling weeds. And, but I came across <laughs> this plant that like, I don't know if it's a weed or not. Okay. And I can't tell, like if something looks really nice, what, what makes something a weed? Just that it's, just that it's invasive um, I mean, I can't really answer that. Like, <laughs> to me, like, weeds are just, they're, they don't look good. They're ugly. Yeah. So, to me, although, I'm, I mean, I'm not a weed expert. I'm sure there are, like, pretty weeds out there. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, that I mean, that's kind of right. like the butterface of uh, wheat. <laughs> <laughs> the butterface of wheat, or like just the opposite of that, maybe. Right. Um, no, I mean because like the. The, the problem is like sometimes I see things that aren't weeds mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'd never put that shit in my yard. Why'd you put that there? Or like, you know, I, I, I'm at the store and I, there, they have these like, you know, ground coverings or whatever. Right. And I'm like, I'm not buying that shit and putting it in my yard. That just looks like a weed. So there's this, like, I don't even, I don't know what it is. It's just got these huge green leaves. Like, I don't know, like, 18 inch long by like 10 inch wide leaves. Okay. And that's the only thing that's making me think maybe that's not a weed and I shouldn't pull it because I'm like, is a weed going to have that big of leaves? It just seems too like, it seems so like ornate and impressive that somebody probably made the decision to plant it. Did you you leave it there? I just left it there. Okay. I mean, it might be a late bloom flower. I mean, Maybe it's a fall flower or like, yeah, like September or something. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'll just, I'll weed around it and you know, there's, there's a couple of them in there and you know, I, I don't, um, I don't want to weed. I don't poison oak or something. (laughs) I know. know. And then the other thing, like I'm pulling these weeds and I, I found like, I pulled this one weed and it was like hard to come out, but I got it out. And then as I pulled it out, it, you know, disrupted all the soil around it. And then there's like 50 million ants crawling around there. Oh and yeah. This, yep. this is only like five feet from my door, you know? Mm-hmm. And I talked a couple of weeks ago about the ant problem, but I have that. I haven't seen an ant for like more than a week now, thanks to those ant traps. So I got the ant problem under control inside, but I'm worried that like disrupting the soil outside is going to bring all the ants back. Yeah. So. Um, there's a part in, 
you know, we have in our backyard that like concrete area and between the cracks, some weeds pop, pop up and there's like one part, it's just in this area where I'll pull the weed out and like ants are everywhere. It's just in that part though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if there, like if there's flowers that like are attracted, that attract ants more than others or something or what, um, you know, maybe, I don't know. So maybe you and I need to go to, uh, like botany school or something to learn about plants take a class on it. Wolf. Fuck it. Just head on, head on YouTube. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I take a class on it. That's how I learn how to, how to fucking read like Doppler radar. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I became a weatherman. Yeah, exactly. I just watched it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some universities have those like free online classes you can do too. Um, yeah, but then it's an obligation. I, I, I mean, it turns into the the like thought of taking a class and the obligation and the homework and yeah, I, yeah, I think like Yale Yale has this online class. Um, it's it's a happiness class about like all about like being happy and what makes you happy and ways to fool yourself into being happy and things like not fool yourself. But, um, and I, I signed up for that and I, I, it, the idea is you do an hour a week over nine weeks mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not going to do this for nine weeks. I'm going to like knock this out real quick. Right. So I did like an hour for like six days and got through like two thirds of it. And then I, then something came up and I didn't do like the seventh day, right. but I'm not going back to it. And they keep sending me all of these, um, all of these emails, like come back to the class. And and it's like, I'm, I'm not going to. So uh, you, uh, you, you just pulled off a freshman year at a VU then. I mean, <laughs> that was their MO. Right. Yeah. But first of all, this didn't cost me like 20 grand. (laughs) And I don't get a I don't get a shitty transcript for this, you know, and I probably learned more in this class than I did. Right. You know, is is like it's so is fooling yourself to make you feel happy, like just covering up the problem? Well, it's (laughs) I shouldn't. Like, yeah, it would be, but like, (laughs) you know, basically what the class, I shouldn't have said fooling yourself. Like, that's not actually what they were doing. They were, they're, 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 they're basically telling you like, you know, a lot of people will say like, oh, I'll be happy when this happens, or I would be happy if this happened or, and like the, the like science shows that it's not like things like that, that make people happiest. It's like the day-to-day things that make people happy. It's like your day-to-day relationships and things that you do to set aside time for yourself and your hobbies and like your, you know, the, the day in day out, like, like minutia of life is what makes people the happiest. It's not, you know, 
buying some awesome car or having a fancy house or, you know, even they even said like vacations, you know, like even vacations, you know, people usually are happy on vacations, but even that is like a diminished thing compared to the day, day in, day out stuff. So, um, you know, basically if you can sum up, if you can sum up, if you wanted to sum up the entire class in one sentence, it would be like, if you want to be happy, look around and appreciate the stuff you have and you'll be happier right. instead of like thinking about the shit that you don't have, which, all right, fair enough. That's easy. So see, I just saved you nine hours. Hey man, thanks a lot. But, but it's one thing to say that and then it's another thing to do it, you know? Right. And t- to actually have the like, Yale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, who was I just listening? Oh, Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. He was just on the WTF podcast and he was talking about, he went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. And whenever Mark Marin interviews somebody from Harvard, uh, like uh, uh, Conan O'Brien went to Harvard and a couple of other writers went to Harvard, comedy writers went to Harvard. And, he, you know, he always talks about how Harvard has this mysticism and he, he thought he thinks, you know, like there's this like secret society, not not really secret, but the society of like Harvard grads, you know, and Colin Joe says like, that's not like it kind of is like that, but it's not because Harvard is any better than other place. It's because it's been around a lot longer. So they have a lot more people, you know, doing things. And that they, you know, it's more the fraternity of it than the, like, you can get a good education millions of, not millions, but at a lot of places. So it's not like you're getting this highly superb uh, education at Harvard. You're just getting like the keys to the world, basically, is the argument that he was making. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, but like, don't they, isn't a lot of their like, cachet built around um doing things that are cutting edge or like forward thinking that some places might not offer i mean or right is right that just part of the mystique also and that's you can pretty much get that anywhere well, it's not so much that you can only get it there. It's that you can get it other places. Right. And, you know, specifically about, you know, if you're, if you're looking at, it depends what you want to, what you want to do, right. you know, and in, in certain things like, yes, you can't, you can get no better than Harvard, but at other things, like you can go to plenty of other universities and get just as good, if not better an education. Right. Um, but like he, he made the mention of, um, you know, everybody was going into finance, everybody that he knew knew was going into finance. And it was like, everybody's just going there to get a job in finance, to go make a lot of money. And that they were, he, he, he felt like there, there, it was almost like not even about the education. It was just about unlocking doors. So I don't know. It's just interesting to, you know, to, uh, to, to realize that there, you know, there's plenty of, plenty, plenty of ways to success. And that like, if you don't get into Harvard or you don't want to go to Harvard, like you can, there's plenty of successful people who didn't do that, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Right. Right. So, I mean, we obviously turned. Yeah. I mean, 
If you don't go to Harvard, you can still start your own podcast that millions of people listen to. Or that you and I listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of plants and, and speaking on our last episode where we talked about how much we hate winter and we want, we, it just interrupts our summer. I read an article today about, and it occurred to me that it's a way that I can extend my summer year round. Okay. How's that? I'm going to have a lemon tree inside my house. Okay. Like (laughs) how, how big do those get? They get as big as you want them to get. Like they can get like 12 feet tall. Okay. So, but if you prune them, then you don't have to worry about it. And they take pruning very well. And you like, you can't mess them up pruning. Basically you have to keep, you have to be sure that they have water, but not too much. And, and that they have just an immense amount of sunlight. Okay. And they will grow like for beginner fruit cultivation, lemon trees are like absolute beginner is what I was reading. Right up your alley then. (laughs) But my, my, my initial thought was like, I'm, I'm going to get a lemon and just plant the seed and then like, be like, yeah, we're eating lemons off that tree. And I grew it from a lemon seed, Mm -hmm. but trees take forever to grow. So it's going to be like, you know, five years before I'm getting lemons off that tree. Well, uh, you find uh, like a tree that's already uh, started or. I don't know. I, I'm sure I can probably find a lemon tree. Well, maybe not. They probably don't sell them at stores around here because this isn't the right climate. So I might have to like order one from online, like uh, not a full size lemon tree, right. but um, you know, something that's at least started. Right. And, and, um, they, you know, they say, Jesus Christ, this one, this Meyer lemon tree, five to six foot tall tree, 150 bucks. Well, Meyer lemons are more high end. They're, well, they, they said that either Meyer lemon or what was the other one they said are, are the best for starting. Oh, right. oh okay. For starter trees. But I'm not paying $150 for a tree that there's like a 50-50 chance I'm going to kill anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's 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 one that's one to two feet high for 50 bucks. Maybe that's get oh, see, get sweet Meyer lemons in the first few seasons. Okay. I don't, what does that mean? See, I, maybe I have to read more into this. Like, yeah, what does it mean by season? Does that mean years, or is there are there like two or three seasons of lemons per year? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But they said like if you if you have a lemon tree, then like it pretty much just makes your your entire house smell like lemon. Yeah, and I, so that's why you'll have that like like year round summer feeling. Yeah, well, because it's a freaking citrus tree in my house. Right. I mean, and, you know, people will be like, what is that? And I'll be like, that is my lemon tree. Right. So, and they'll be like, you can't grow lemon trees in Indiana. 
and oh hell yeah you can you just said challenge accepted challenge accepted watch me but the the only hiccup is that it has to be in front of the window a lot and a a south-facing window is best okay but like the south-facing window in my house goes to the backyard where there's like huge trees that don't let any sun through so it's just going to have to be at the north facing window. Right. When, Which you know, would be your living room, right? Right. Okay. Right. And like there's a good spot for it. The windows are pretty big. Like it, it's not going to get great sunlight during the winter, but at least, you know, as long as I keep, keep it there and make sure the blinds are open all day, it should do okay, I hope. So... We'll we'll have to uh, follow up on the continuing saga of the lemon tree in my house. <laughs> well, I, order it. Just order it. <laughs> then do the research afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so the damn thing can die while I'm trying to figure out the right thing to do. But it said, like, keep keep the roots wet, but not wet enough so that there's, like, standing water. Right. So, you know, there's that you you have to find. They said that's the biggest danger is like not too much water and not enough water. So that seems like something that I could really have problems with at the start. <laughs> you know? Right. So I don't know. We'll see. But lemon trees. I really what I want is a grapefruit tree. But if I can't get a grapefruit tree, I'll settle for a lemon tree. What if you, you you had a grapefruit tree and it took a few years to to like get fruit on it, then you find out it was white grapefruit. Would you be really pissed? <laughs> yes, I would be. We've talked about that, haven't mm-hmm. we? Yeah, I would be super pissed. Or even worse, what if I thought it was a grapefruit tree and it it turns out to be like a lime tree or something? (laughs) Like, or, you know, I don't know. How much, what, you you can only have so much lime, you know? Nobody, nobody's making limeade. Right. How how many, you know, how many times can you make tacos with lime and cilantro? Right. Although I guess you can put it in beer, right? People put lime in beer. Yeah, I mean, you can put in cocktails and... Yeah, that's true. You you can take up a a lot of uh, Southeast Asian cooking. I mean... Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I'm going to start with lemons and maybe maybe within a few years I'll have a whole, you know, citrus grove in my living room. That'd be the best smelling house ever. All right. Um, So instead of working today, speaking of food, um, I I had day off to eat. No. (laughs) Well, I I didn't take the day off. I was working. I worked pretty much the entire day. Okay. But I mean, that's I've pretty much been just working and eating the past like three months. (laughs) Like that's the only downfall I've seen so far of working from home is that I'm literally like six feet away from my refrigerator when I'm working. So right. I have to like, just not have anything in there. 
because if it's in there, I'm going to eat it. But um, I had a few peaches in there and I was like, all right, I got to use these peaches because they're getting too soft. So then I remembered that I saw this peach upside down cake recipe in the New York Times cooking thing. Mm-hmm. So I made this whole peach and pear upside down cake while I was working this afternoon. And now I have this huge ass cake. I'm I'm going to eat the whole damn thing. Yeah. One, so <laughs> have you, did you eat like, like, like half of it yet or? No, I've, I've eaten probably. Like it, it's, it, it, it was a, it was a, it was, I made it in like a stainless steel skillet. Okay. So it, it was like a 12 inch round skillet and I've eaten probably, um, an eighth of it, like not a quarter, like half of a quarter. So oh, yeah, okay. like an eighth. So like just, just like a huge piece of it, basically. Right. A little, a little sliver at a time, though, you know, that isn't bad. Oh. Cut a sliver, just like cut a sliver. Um, but like, it, I, there, I'm gonna have to throw this damn thing away. Well, I eat half of it. I can't eat it. half of it. Why? Do you, the problem is I because like almost two sticks of butter went into it, almost two cups of sugar. Okay. And like cake flour, huh? Do you? Yeah, it tastes good. Of course, of course, it tastes good. But I'm not gonna. I don't want to eat a cup of sugar. Well, I mean, if you eat half, that's the compromise. <laughs> you have to eat all of it. So I mean, you're you're um, still taking in less calories than you would have if you ate all of it. <laughs> I. And this right here is the story of our friendship. Right. Just, just trying to rationalize ridiculous things for each other. You just summed, summed up 30 years, really. Yeah. Well. One of us convincing the other that whatever we want to do is just completely fine. This but, is a no judgment zone. <laughs> well, I will say that like our habit of doing that does on those occasions where you're like, eh, I don't know about that or no, don't do that or whatever. Right. Like I take that seriously right. because I'm like, all right, if even he's telling me not to do something, right. <laughs> like, I really shouldn't do it. It really is a bad idea. Right. <laughs> so that's, you know, I guess that's, kind of the way that we're looking out, looking out for each other. Right. But um, there should be like kind some kind of like, I don't know, like, like a food pantry, but like, you know, for people that are making food and don't want to eat it all, it would be nice if I could just like put on Facebook, Hey, I made this cake. Somebody come get it. And then like somebody comes and gets like three quarters of the cake. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I think that, they probably eat uh used to have those uh they were uh vans without windows and they offered candy <laughs> yeah. can you what if i just started driving around offering people cake from my window 
Want a piece of peach upside down cake? I swear it's not code for anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be weird at all. Right. It it would take like two minutes before somebody posted it on the town's Facebook page. And, you know, I'd be I'd be a wanted man in my uh with my upside down peach pear um <laughs> cake but i oh well because my kids are out of town but i think they're coming they're coming back tonight so maybe i'll just oh, but that's the other thing like i don't want to bring a bring like a, a cake with a chunk out of it over there and be like here here's what i couldn't eat go at it well i mean they'll eat it you can tell them well hey i just tasted it because i had to Check if it was worthy, worthy of your, you know, mouths to eat, and then you know, they'll eat it. And then I had to taste it again and again. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's that's the beauty of, um, like, like brownies or cookies, mm -hmm. like things that you cut up and serve individually, right. Because then it just looks like you're bringing a plate of brownies. They don't have to know that you ate the other half of the pan. Right, know? right. But like if I bring a cake over there, you see like a quarter of the cake is gone, you know? Well, I think, you know, like do the work for them and and cut it into pieces. Then, Oh, yeah, I could do that. Then, I mean, they're none the wiser unless they listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah that's right well I, I my one son was listening like pretty consistently but he he stopped listening a little while ago once uh i think once quarantine started and he started i, I was around more and he was over here more and he was like all right i've, I've had enough of you <laughs> so we lost him but that's all right yeah or I could just really do all the work for them and just eat the whole damn thing. Right. All right. Well, I'll, I'll report back on the next uh, episode and we'll see as long as I don't go into like diabetic shock and die. Right. Um, can you go into diabetic shock if you're not diabetic? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, you would probably have to, they would probably just maybe call it hyperglycemia for you. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm not that that well educated how much how, how much sugar do you think you'd have to eat before you you literally died like if you just sat down at the table and started eating sugar oh, shit. like straight I, out of the bag right i don't know probably a fucking five pound bag i, I wonder at what what point you would throw up yeah really i mean which i mean is that's not a good sign either, but I mean, it would no. at least help you get it out of you. I don't know. I don't know I either. That's not an experiment we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> don't bother listening for the follow up on that. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. But like, can you imagine trying to throw up sugar? Oh, like, it's like, fucking like, like, it's like, um, pasty enough at the bottom of a bowl of like rice yeah. krispies 
Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Well, when I made this cake, I had to, um, I had to caramelize the sugar in the pan first. So if, I wonder if that's what happens like in your stomach, it just becomes like, you know, caramel in your stomach. Ugh. all right. Well, Sorry if you're like eating eating while you're listening to this because it's probably not something you want to. No, no, I'm not one of those people that do that. Like talking over, even watching weird shit while I'm eat or 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 discussing things. I I can I can talk about whatever while I eat and and watch whatever while I eat. I mean, it has no yeah. impact on me. Yeah, I, I like I kind of n- never understood that, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but how about how about if like you smelled something bad? Well, uh, am I eating it? No, then I'm okay. But like, what like, what if what if you're having Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. and you're you're like you know, one-year-old niece mm-hmm. has to get a diaper change during Thanksgiving dinner. Right. And you're, and you're the, your idiot brother-in-law or whatever mm-hmm. changes the diaper right next to the table. Well, yeah, I'd be bothered. Smell the diaper. Y- yeah. You're going to stop eating that turkey. Well, I'm going to. And the stuffing. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Having it, having it live is different from like watching. Like, okay, that's a good point. Don't yeah. get me wrong. No, I don't want. I don't want to be like eating eating pizza and a person is like crapping their pants like right <laughs> next to me. But if they fucking like cut one and it smells bad and it dissipates, I'm 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 fine. <laughs> but if it if uh, if um that scene you just um described popped up on a TV show I'm watching, then I'm okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I'll I'll go I'll go with that. We th- that that's on the list of things that we were not intending to talk about this. <laughs> this episode but you know conversations evolve speaking of things that smell though i saw this article about this village in the swiss alps Mm -hmm. that was like real high up and so you know the traditions there were that you like you really had to worry about preserving food for the winter months and one of the ways that they preserved food was by making cheese. Okay. And then it became in their culture, like, like what normal. The fuck? Wait, hang on a second. What does cheese have to do with preserving a chicken? Preserving? I didn't say anything about preserving a chicken. Well, exactly. Like you're <laughs> talking about preserving food and they're busy making cheese. What about the fucking chicken or beef or well, what? Like- because they, <laughs> because the chicken would, or the cheese that they were making, like you make cheese in the, in the summer and then like it's ripe, it's, you know, aged to eat perfectly like in the winter months. Okay. So, but like, 
yeah. Yeah. But if, like, if I have a farm and a mountain in the Alps and I look at these, like, chickens and the tomatoes and whatever, and I think, oh, okay, well, fuck it. I'll just make some cheese. That's not solving my problem. No. Right? I, good point. I don't know. I mean, maybe they didn't have chickens or cheese. I don't know. Right. They they had to have some animal, though, if they got the milk to make the cheese. I can't remember. I kind of skimmed the article for that part, I guess. Right. But, um, but and then, like, it, you know, it became tradition, you know, for when somebody dies, you, you know, you invite everybody over and have a feast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then people worried that, you know, they didn't want to be so poor that when they died, they would have nothing to eat. Right. So they started making cheese and then just holding on to the cheese until they died. So you, you would have this like decades old cheese Mm -hmm. that you would serve at your funeral and people would eat it. Right. Did they just like cut the mold off? Well, there would be no mold. It would be like preserved and like beyond that, like they said, like the the microbes in the mold like would have long died. And like you're basically in like it's basically hard and you're just like chipping pieces off to eat and then just like washing it down with the local wine or whatever. (laughs) So, I mean, like the I would be very interested to try it but like (laughs) could you could you imagine being at one of those funerals and you're like eating 26 year old cheese and you're like dude fucking bill's cheese sucks like (laughs) why the fuck did he keep this shit (laughs) bill does not know what the hell he's doing yeah i mean i would think all of it is probably pretty horrible but right but they said, and you know, this was a, this was like back in the 1800s, and like as as time went on, and um, transportation became better, and the village became more exposed to the outside world, and people became better off. Fewer people kept up the tradition. But this, there's this guy that they interviewed in the article that um, he his family had forgotten about knew about the tradition, but didn't know that there was cheese from at his grandma's house until his grandma died in 1944. Mm -hmm. And in the basement, they found her cheese wheel that she had made when she got married. Okay. Like, you know, 50 or 60 years before that. Right. So this guy, instead of like, you know, doing anything with it, he just preserved it. And now he's like in his house, he's created this like, depository of old cheese wheels. So he's still got his grandma's cheese wheel. That's like at this point, 140 years old or something. Is he hoping to eat it? Is he going to try to eat it? No, No. he doesn't want to eat it. It, It's just like a a preservation of, you know, life or whatever. I don't know. Or, you know, tradition or whatever. Right. But and like, you know, they're not even cheese anymore. It's just, you know, I don't know, like yeah. fossilized cheese or. Um, right. 
well, petrified, I, petrified cheese. Petrified, yeah. So man, I I no he sh- when he found it he sh- he um could have tasted it at that time, right? I mean, just said, hey, yeah, this would be interesting. Yeah, I think it was. I think actually, I think it was his. It was his father's grandma. I think oh, is oh, the, the guy. The guy who has the repository now, because it was in 1944. Okay, so you know that's 80 years ago. So he, I, I think it was his father's grandmother. But yeah, still, I mean, um, I think that's interesting. That's actually really, really interesting. So, like, I take back the whole like chicken comment. Um. <laughs> intrigued fuck the chickens i mean let's just make this old ass cheese <laughs> i bet the chicken i bet a, i bet a, a 70 year old canned chicken mm-hmm. tastes better than 70 year old cheese right i don't know i don't know canned um, neither one sound good I'm I'm not going to ask anybody to eat any shit like that at my funeral. Right. Eat the fresh stuff. Eat, <laughs> eat eat some lemons. Eat some lemons yeah. off my damn tree. <laughs> so um speaking of cooking, I can't remember. I think I mentioned this recently how you know I I follow these um channels on YouTube where they're cooking and butchering like live shit and oh right oh there's this one channel that i follow this kid this kid named k deb he he's like this like nine to eleven year old kid in thailand okay and he lives in a village and he's got like over a million uh, uh, subscribers to his channel, and 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 he he just cooks shit, and it's all, I mean, it's a village, so I mean, um, it's it's really cool, and he cooks a wide range of shit. But I just watched one yesterday where where he cooks a a, 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 a pig's face. So (laughs) you got this like 10 year old kid. He's like, Hey, come cook with me. And he's like holding this, this fucking pig's face. It's awesome. (laughs) And so he's preparing it the whole time. He's like, he like takes a knife out and like scrapes off the like outer hairs. Probably Uh what you had on your pork belly, but he, But being the face, I was hoping he would like fuck around at one point and put it on his head like a mask. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> in the first like 10 minutes, I'm like, oh God, I hope he wears this thing. <laughs> joke around. But he didn't. He, he was pretty straight laced through the whole video. But it's a fascinating, like. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he wears. This. 
then and that's partly why i watched that particular one too i was like oh man it would be hilarious if he fucking like puts this on his head um <laughs> so i'm i am i'm so fascinated by this kid and uh, in this other one he, he's making like chicken and he's like he's washing he this kid that lives in a third world village has better food handling practices in most restaurants in our country yeah it's wild um but he's making this chicken and then all of a sudden like he pulls out a two liter of of, uh, a coca-cola and he's like pouring it in to the chicken and like making a reduction out of it um yeah this kid's fascinating i like him i cannot stop <laughs> i just had to cover my face so i didn't <laughs> i hope <laughs> That kid missed a golden opportunity. <laughs> I mean, he missed an opportunity for us to change it up a little bit, put some humor into it. Instead, he's settling for just being a kid chef in the, in the right, right. Side of the world. right. I mean, and I, I think that's like genius. He, he, you know, probably learned from his parents or grandparents and kept cooking and cooking at a young age and i and somebody said hey i mean i got a fucking phone here let's record this shit yeah yeah he's not really like speak well like he's not talking throughout the whole video he'll he'll mention the ingredients you know like yeah lemongrass lime leaves you know pepper whatever but i mean he's not like breaking it down so lemongrass is such a pain in the ass to cook with watch him it looks pretty easy okay i i especially like that you in one breath say i hope he puts that pig head on his head Uh and then like three sentences later commend his food (laughs) well i mean he would have washed it afterwards i could have added humor and then thought hey i mean when you're handling a pig's face wash it still after after putting it on your head (laughs) <laughs> this pig is dirty now since it's been on my head, so we got to clean it off. Right. That is awesome. Because of like Chipotle, they'll put it on their head and then put it right in your fucking burrito. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> You've seen it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had pig face? Well, I mean, I've had pig ear and cheek, so... Okay, I guess. Yeah, at, at Girl and the Goat, they have this pig face dish. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, it doesn't, when I first, the first time I ordered it, I was like, is this just going to come out looking like a pig face? But it just comes out like, you know, looking like a round, like a giant round sausage patty or something. And it's got a a runny egg on top of it. So, um, you know, you don't, it's not like Porky Pig is looking at you when you're eating, but um, it was really good. It was, I mean, I'd, I'd totally be down with more pig face. Pig is awesome. Especially if uh, if somebody's wearing it first. Right. It just <laughs> adds, adds to the coolness of the situation. I know. And Okay, so who who is this kid again? What's his name? Uh, K-Deb. So K-Deb. Yeah, okay. the letter K and then Deb as in Deborah. Okay. All right. I'll pull him up. Yeah. yeah K-Deb cooking 1 million subscribers. Yeah, some fucking kid. Great, Scott. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, here. Tasty roasted chicken thigh with Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep fried potatoes. All right. We'll we'll check out K-Deb and maybe maybe I'll do a a, a K-Deb recipe next time. So after uh, watching the pig's face um so we had did we mention on here a a couple weeks ago the the new unsolved mysteries um i don't think so we talked about the old one a few months back but i don't think we talked about the new one well i haven't watched it yet there's a new one on netflix i think it's from the producers of uh of uh ranger things okay um i don't want to ruin it for you so i no go ahead okay well i won't tell you what the stories are but there's like six or eight of them maybe there's six and they're like remember how the like show would have like four stories in it so this one it's like an hour per case okay okay which i thought would be fucking awesome but holy shit they are boring as hell like robert stack had it fucking right do four of them because i mean to do an hour (laughs) on one holy and yeah they're like like so we watched two of them and they like at least on the originals, the the real people people on there um, that they would interview the actual people. You believe them, right? I mean, they were like right. just people. Then they would have these portrayals, and like the real people, I don't fucking believe at all. I think they're fucking actors too actually it just it it just it's it's not that good i'm gonna watch them still okay uh, uh because one of them might be okay but they're yeah. pretty fucking boring i mean that when they fucking like drag shit out it's like dude i did not need a nine minute part on like how homey your fucking city was like, like <laughs> right. okay dude 
people get killed everywhere. But so I was <clears throat> wanting to go back to the original one. So I went on Amazon and they have them. So it, the fucking music still freaked me out. Like it's yeah. still, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching it like late at night. So in lesson, just watch them, watch them, watch them in the afternoon. Okay. Because <laughs> I have watched like three episodes. So I was like, all like, jazzed up thinking there's some fucking intruder or or i'm gonna get killed or kidnapped or some aliens gonna fucking take me to the point where i i turned the computer off i had to go downstairs i was walking downstairs (laughs) and i saw this fucking shadow at the bottom of the stairs and my fucking heart like dropped so i'm like dude there's somebody's fucking right there well i gotta fucking do something no i it's my fucking like like curio cabinet (laughs) there were no lights on like and and i'm thinking like what an asshole like (laughs) i'm 42 fucking years old and i get like so like Get like jacked by unsolved mysteries. There's so many in my fucking house. That's awesome. But if there ever is, you're going to be ready. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's the the thing. Yeah. Oh, I I don't even want to fucking think about that. That just no. That fucking freaks me out. Yeah. Well, we went to the drive-in the other night Mm -hmm. and. Um, I dropped the kids off and came back here at like one, like probably one fifteen. I got back here one fifteen in the morning, and <clears throat> as I'm walking in, I intentionally left a light on, like when I left. Mm-hmm. And as I'm walking in, I the first thing that I think of is there's probably somebody laying in my bed right now. And I have no idea why I thought that. <laughs> I thought I was going to be, I it, it just like came out of, and not like in a, hey, there's somebody laying. No, like there's somebody laying in my bed who's going to kill me when they see me. And so like I, I opened my door and I walked in here and like I didn't want to go down the hall to my bedroom. <laughs> like, I don't want this. I don't want, I don't. And I went in there and, you know, of course there's nobody in my bed. It it doesn't look like there, you know, and, and I'm like looking at the blankets, like, was there somebody there in there? No, there's nobody in my stupid bed. But (laughs) then it made, it made me wonder if that was the ghosts, like, you know, right. Infiltrating my mind to let me know know that they're here or something. Your house is haunted, man. That doesn't sound crazy at all. Right. So I, on those shows, so there's like an Unsolved Mysteries uh, wiki page or so, like some, some hardcore maniac or maniacs have compiled all the cases 
that were on the original show and they like give updates. So, Oh, wow. I was cross checking some. And (laughs) (laughs) so who the fuck is the maniac now? So, (laughs) So I also like, I always wondered if these were like ever real even. So, I mean, yeah, the whole, whole like, uh, um, popular ones more like obvious okay but i mean the the fucking ones that like have happen in like fucking like you know like channing michigan or wherever okay are those real but but i looked all of them up and they were all like all all actual cases so all right yeah well It's wouldn't you feel so like betrayed if they weren't real? I think I'd be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would just be so like, oh, man. But there were some like this is where I'm confused. So on the first on the very first episode of uh, season one, they already had an update. And so, so I'm like, <laughs> hang on a second. Did they test market this and it's like just certain areas? Because how the like how the hell they catch a person already? And then I thought um that maybe like Amazon did these updates, but no, I'm oh. judging judging by the stock footage and they it's not recent. So right, right. Huh. There was one this like one couple um killed this this uh like gas station manager uh and they put the case on and like they're fucking watching TV and Unsolved Mysteries came on and their like segment came on. They're like their own case. (laughs) <laughs> and they got caught that's awesome then the dude's like we've been waiting for you to come like you <laughs> <all hardcore. laughs> we've been waiting for you to come yeah yeah i'm sure man that's awesome right so maybe i'll maybe i'll i'll watch an old one and a new one and um right you think it's okay to watch the the new one not Late at, I mean, late at night. Oh yeah, because it's totally it's fucking scary. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and the well, the thing about unsolved mysteries, like it wasn't they weren't all murders, right? Right. Yeah. I like, mean, some of them were just weird shit that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's. Um. Uh, they had one. I watched one where during world war two they had this the the postal service had had this thing called v mail and um they were like letters basically um that were um expressed mail basically so uh soldiers writing home and and then their loved ones writing to them it was like airmail okay right but i mean in 1944 i mean it's like 
hardcore. That's like ultra right. fast. So this woman's um, husband it was fascinating. She, they got married. They were m- married for like two years. He he got shipped over. He was a pilot. His plane was shot down. He got killed. She never re- uh, remarried. And this lady was like 22 years old or something. Oh, but, wow. So they were riding each other. And um, like her her letter or 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 his last letter came like in like 1985 oh my god like it fucking got like like loss which is typical postal service but <laughs> but it was it, it was like a day before he wrote it a day before he got killed so it was like a big deal for for her to like read this letter obviously it was yeah so yeah yeah uh they do you know like the like lost relative the the alien and the haunting or uh whatever so that's but there's there's at least one murder on every show yeah and like you're you're watching it and uh and you're thinking like how how the fuck do these people get a like you guys couldn't figure this out like <laughs> seriously like you'll watch the like f- first new one and you'll sit there and you'll be yelling at your television it's like no fucking wonder they couldn't figure out they're from the fucking ozarks like <laughs> <laughs> there's like no there's no technology there yeah yeah all right cool um i'll definitely watch right um the other old time show that we were talking about a few weeks ago supermarket sweep oh yeah we we've, we've continued to watch some of those and you had mentioned how they were they wore colored shirts like the team's word colored colored sweatshirts or whatever uh-huh. and we saw some episodes where they did do that but only for like the final sweep oh so like okay. when they're playing the game initially they're wearing whatever and then for the final sweep they put on these like colored sweatshirts which i don't really know what the point of that is right. but um you know i whatever so when i saw it i was like that i i knew because as soon as you said it i knew it sounded familiar but i was wondering why it wasn't on on the shows that we watched. So, Hmm. um, all right, here, let me check Twitter and see if we've heard back from David Crosby yet. I don't think we have. I tweeted at him last night and no, nothing. Thanks for nothing, David Crosby. But if you go to David Crosby's Twitter, he just like (laughs) people tweet pictures of joints they've rolled and then he tells them what he thinks of their <laughs> their joint. So like, <laughs> but like, really, how much can you actually say about, you know, somebody's joint rolling prowess? Right. You know, well, I mean, I guess Jeez, this like guy falling, tweets like, <clears throat> like if it's like falling apart or something, he'd be like, hey, Butterfingers, that fucking sucks. 
or <laughs> like if it's like really really fat he's like oh yeah that's fucking prime to smoke right now <laughs> <laughs> well please dude rate my role he says excellent marks for neatness very good i'd say um uh let's see how we looking cross pretty good it will smoke <laughs> Somebody else tweets a picture and he says, roaches, hope it was fun. Um, but then some somebody tweets a picture from their living room. David Crosby, rate my role. And he says, that's your rug just back from the cleaners, you ass. And it's an area rug in plastic. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, uh, apparently that's a thing is uh, tweeting... But like I had to scroll down pretty damn far to find his to find those tweets. How many tweet? Sixty one thousand five hundred tweets he has. That's great, huh? That a lot of tweets. It seems like a lot to me. I don't sixty one. I mean, I guess it depends how long you've been on, but. Although Mark Marin has 59,000. Here, let's see how many at real Donald Trump has. It's probably more than that. He's got, oh no, he's only got 53,000. Jeez, he needs Look to up, up his. Like, at like fucking like one of like uh, LeBron James or a fucking like, uh, I need, uh, fucking like. Kim Kardashian or something. The Le- LeBron James only has seven thousand tweets. Huh. He's too busy actually doing something, apparently. Right. Kim Kardashian, thirty-two thousand tweets. Oh, so, I okay. I mean, I guess fucking you know, sixty thousand is a lot. I thought some like influencer would, yeah, fucking have like two hundred thousand. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, here. Ash- Ashton Kutcher only has 10,000 tweets and he, he's got 17 million followers. I think, I wonder if like just some John Q public has the most tweets cause he's, you know, always on there. Yeah. Always on there. And I don't know, oh, whatever. Yeah. So if you were, if you were expecting David Crosby on this episode, sorry to disappoint, but Come back for the next one and maybe he'll be on there. Right. Rating our roles. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe we need to do like some outrageous joint right. that we can send him a picture of. Get on our podcast. Come in our podcast and smoke this virtually with us. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual smoke. That'll do it. Right. All right. Um, I, you had water last night and since we're recording earlier, I figured I would have water and I have water with Lang ice and, and it's gone, but, but in fairness, it wasn't fresh Lang ice. I, I poured the water before I went out to pull weeds. So, well, I mean, that's okay. I mean, it was, it was there for, I mean, that was almost three hours ago so was it still cold 
Oh, the water was cold the entire time I drank it. Yeah, because when I came in, I didn't drink the water. I drank, I poured myself a separate glass of tea and then I drank the water while we, while we uh, talked. See, so that, my friend, is a testament to the best ice out there. So to all you listeners, whether it's three hours in a glass and it melts, it's still doing its job. Those like laying ice molecules are still working. Okay, home shitty ice would probably uh, make your water warm. Okay, so fuck that shit. Make your drink happy. Make your mouth happy. Laying ice. It's definitely not an unsolved mystery which ice is the best. Yes, we have solved that mystery. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Wear your mask and. Be sure to come back for the next episode and be entertained once again. And until then, leave us a rating and tell a friend and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.